welcome to For Heaven's Sake. My name is Lady J. <laughs> And your other motherfucking post, <laughs> T. I told you I'd get you one of these days. <laughs> Side note, not even on purpose. <laughs> it accidentally came out that way. <laughs> and as I was saying it, I was like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> It's a great opening, let me tell you. Oh my lord, we are <laughs> off the rails already. Aren't we? Aren't we always? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T, how are you doing? Uh, I'm alright. I'm yeah. alright. You're just like, alright. I'm alright. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's just get right into it. Please. Okay. This is episode 519, mm-hmm. titled virgin uh-huh and the amazon prime spoily looking forward to it <laughs> me too i've never read it yet <laughs> is simon is mortified when his mother's admission gets him nicknamed virgin camden by his classmates okay i'm going uh can i'm gonna mention something here yeah no please okay so i obviously this is the podcast where we mention things yes. if it hasn't been clear uh so Obviously, yes, I already saw the title as I'm watching it, whatever. But I didn't understand when this title was going to okay, it's play hilarious. into the show. I timed it. It takes 18 minutes and 28 seconds for that word to get dropped and to see where it's plugged in. Yep. yep. 18 minutes, guys. Yep. Which, I realized that too. Yeah. I realized that... It's hilarious that the name of this episode is Virgin, and literally, it's the sea story of the episode. Yes. Like, it has nothing to do with anything, which then, as soon as I had that epiphany, I was like, oh no, I wonder if it's going to play in, in a bigger sense, with one of the other characters. That's what, yeah. Like, Matt or something. Yeah. But like, no. No. It's just that. It's the sea story of the episode Mm -hmm. that talks about Virgin Camden Simon. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Drop the mic. 18 minutes and 28 seconds. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> who did you sound like when you said it like that, though? Oh, well, I know who I was channeling. Who are you channeling? Which is Drew Tarver's character on Teacher's Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Listen to Teacher's Lounge. <laughs> It's epic and amazing. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I guess because the spoily already sort of cued us into it, we should probably just talk about Simon and his whole deal. Yeah, okay, episode. fine, sure. Um, so, I've got a clip which pretty much, like, lays everything out. Like, it, it sets everything up in terms of his confrontation of Annie. Mm-hmm. And then his subsequent, like, what comes of that. Yeah. Which I'll just say, Simon ends up, like, owning the title. Yeah, but I have so many issues with this episode, but go on. Okay. Did you and Sasha's mom talk about my experience with women, or lack thereof? Not exactly. I just told her that you are not sexually active. And why did you do that? 
Because we were talking about things, and those were the things we were talking about. You and Sasha and... and, and sex. <laughs> He's banging his head. Are you trying to kill me? I mean, is that what you're trying to do? No. I'm not trying to do anything to you. I'm trying to do something for Sasha. So I talk to her mother. Well, now Sasha's mother is telling all the other mothers. And you know what they're calling me at school? No. Virgin Camden. This is where he owns it. Virgin Camden. <laughs> I think that virtue turned women on. <laughs> so funny. Fucking Simon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. I love that, like, of course he's going to turn this around. And of course it's going to become, like, the best thing about him. Good night, Mom. I love you. Oh, yeah, that's what we say. We tell everybody. We, we tell always say good night around here. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, but you were saying you have some thoughts? I Yeah, I was... I mean, I understand Simon, where... Why is this title being thrown around? You're, you're a virgin who gives a shit. Honestly, own up to it, whatever. Yeah, who cares? Seriously, it's not like everyone else isn't also a virgin exactly. in your age group. Exactly. So, who... Like, that shit, who cares? My issue is that... Why... Is Annie also sharing her, like, personal things about her son with other mothers? No, with this, with Sasha's mother. And right. then these moms are sitting there and gossiping about these kids. Not gossiping, but, like, you're yeah. talking to other mothers and somehow this is getting around exactly. to high school? Like, in this what, is my issue. In what circumstance is Sasha's mother talking to Joe's mom and going, by the way, Simon's a virgin? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, how is that happening? Exactly. So, like... That's one of my issues, and I understand, Simon, where it's like, I don't think anybody needs to know my shit. Yeah. So this, I understand. I, I'm on Simon's side, but again, to each its own. Who gives a shit? You're a virgin, like you said, who isn't in high school, and you're 15. Exactly. But I legit, <sighs> I legit thought that because this, and again, I feel like this title is misnomered like it, it, it's it's the wrong title for this episode. oh i think so but because the title was virgin i kept waiting for the other shoe to drop where we would learn that the reason simon is so pissed about it is because he's not a virgin mm. how epic would that story that would have been? been epic but i wouldn't have believed it only you know because there are the camdens but i mean but they could have made that the story i know the story could have been that he's not a virgin he actually did sleep with sasha or whoever yeah and that's why he's so upset about it which i can understand if you're not a virgin being upset about being called a virgin yeah. you know uh. but like no, it's not that at all. It's just that he is a virgin. People are calling him that. And then it ends up becoming like one of his virtues that a bunch of girls are calling him for like because, dates and shit. Yeah, there's no pressure. And, you know, I don't have to think about it. Blah, blah, blah. And he's getting dates left and right. Literally, he's looking at his fucking like, calendar and booking favorite, dates. My favorite is him like lying in bed, flipping through his date book. Like, yeah. oh, that weekend's not going to be good for me. I'm already booked. And like, next page. Well, okay. But that is a long ways away. I know. <laughs> and then when you hear Lucy saying like who like do you understand you made you made him so popular like how do you do yeah, it he was already popular now he's even more popular and hearing Lucy saying how do you do it I'm like you shouldn't like this I know we shouldn't like insane. this Annie doesn't get a pat on the back for this I know I, this that was my issue and Annie did annoy me in this episode a lot oh my god she annoys a me a lot 
on so many levels in this episode. Like, this is the least of her annoyances for me. Like, she... I'm just going to come out and say it. She's wrong. Yes. Well, mm, except, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's not wrong. But, but I think she's wrong in how she handles everything. How she handles everything. But also, that conversation... Um, Which one? The one in the office or the one in the kitchen? Because no. I have clips of both. <laughs> no. The conversation that happens between Ruthie and Annie... Mm. I have so many issues with that conversation alone because I don't buy fucking any of it with what Ruthie says. I do believe Ruthie is wise and I do believe that Ruthie has a high self-esteem, which is amazing for a 10-year-old to have that. Yeah. And the way she handled um, having a friend or not having a friend or trying to which make we'll a friend. Which we'll get into. Yeah, I think we'll we're get getting into. a little too ahead of ourselves, but like, I'm following you. Keep going. It's... The real, it's how she explains why she has such a high self-esteem. I was like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. This is, no, Annie was never, Annie isn't really like this. Not all the time. Yeah. This is the jealousy yeah, side. She, like, and the things that Ruthie cites, like, literally just happened. Like, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I think you're definitely onto something here. That, that's why my, and I have it in my notes, no, 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 no. <laughs> Like, um, I, I just had issues, yeah, with, with that, especially yeah, with that. And especially yeah. because I I loved everything that Ruthie was saying one after the other when they ask her questions about um, having this friend or not having this friend and uh, how do you feel about that. And she has, her answers, her replies to them well, are so, awesome. So, okay, so because we're kind of getting into that territory anyway, yeah. let's let's sort of set the stage and then, we ha- and then they have some okay. clips we can play. But like, so... Ruthie's whole thing is she has this revel like she in talking with Lucy we learn mm-hmm. that Ruthie doesn't really have any friends at school. Yeah. And which is actually kind of shocking because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I've ever thought of Ruthie as someone who like wouldn't, wouldn't have friends or yeah. like would be sort of outcasted or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um so she kind of talks to to Lucy about how, you know, her friend from her old school um, kind of made another friend and doesn't really have time for Ruthie, which makes sense when you're 10. You know, I, I can allow for that. And then that Rachel girl um, turns out wasn't really Ruthie's friend ever, was just sort of like getting close to her so she could learn all about her home life. Yeah. And then gossip with her other real friends about it. Yeah. So Ruthie, like, doesn't really have anyone to call a friend lately. So, um... Lucy kind of like urges her to um you know like maybe make a friend or like you know mm-hmm. like whatever like why is that so bad or you know I don't know what exactly what Lucy says but like it prompts Ruthie to remember that like oh yeah I'll there was a girl yeah. two episodes ago that I like laid everything on the line was called to the principal's office mm-hmm. because I was helping her and never told anybody about and like Maybe she could be my friend since I did her a solid. Mm-hmm. And then the then she like talk, comes up to that girl, Julia is her name. Yeah. Comes up to that girl at school the next day or whatever and is like, hey, like, I thought maybe we could be friends. And Julia's like, why would we be friends? 
Like, yeah. Like, you're not even my real friend. Like, and if you were my friend, people would have to know that you helped me out when my mom didn't have a job and, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, whatever. And she's like, Julia's basically a bitch. Okay. Julia's a fucking stone cold bitch. Basically. A 10 year old bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And, and Ruthie, she, man, when she denies her the first time, Ruthie's like, yeah. I couldn't help but I wanted to hug Ruthie. Me too. You can't, and she goes, oh, okay. Like, you know, she's uh, not going to argue about it. You know, she that's can't who Ruthie it. is. Yeah, like, she Ruthie's goes, Ruthie's just going to be okay. like, okay, let it roll off her shoulders. Yeah. But then Julia calls her oh. that night or whatever night and they talk. Hey, Julia. My mom yelled at me about not being your friend. So now I have to be friends with you because you help me and stuff. But you better not tell anyone. Why don't we just not be friends and not tell your mom? So really? Sure. sure. That's awfully nice of you to do that. Well, I'm a nice person. That's why I took the risk of getting kicked out of school just to feed you. But it's not like I didn't get anything out of it myself. So you don't owe me a thing. What did you get out of helping me? It was fun. I like sneaking around and hiding in the closet. I like to do things for people. But hey, helping someone can go either way. Sometimes people are grateful for the help. Sometimes not. That's life. So, believe me, you don't have to be my friend. But I can lie and tell my mom you're my friend? Tell her anything you want. Ugh. Yeah. That's who Ruthie is, though. Yeah. I, I, in that moment when, when she's like, yeah, I guess that's the risk I took for helping a friend or whatever, like, it could so easily have played as, like, passive-aggressive, mm-hmm. but it's not. No. Coming out of Ruthie the way it comes out, like, she's not even state. like, she's just stating a fact. Yeah. It but, is what it is. Yeah. That's how she's handling it. Yeah. And, um, and it comes off as non-judgmental either, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, we're not going to be friends, it's okay. Yeah. And tell your mom whatever. Like, really, I don't care, leave me out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, no eye rolls or anything. No. Because, like, again, I think the trope, like, the television trope would be the passive aggression, the eye roll, the, like, oh, no, I'm fine, whatever, you know. But Ruthie, she's playing it straight. Yeah. Like, she's just saying it yeah. as it is. Like, you, you saw her sad in the beginning when she approached her at school, and it's like she's over the hurt, and now she's... This is it. This is the fact of everything. This yeah. is what happened. And in fact, I think it's even so mature of her. Like, when Julia's like, my mom's mad at me for being mad at you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Ruthie's, like, Ruthie could have gone the path of, like, sweet, let's be friends. But no, she's like, let's just not be friends and yeah. lie to your mom about it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't even care. Because, like, clearly it's not worth it. Yeah. You know? You don't, you don't want to be my friend. Yeah. Who wants a friend like that? Exactly. That, like, oh, now I have to be your friend. You don't have to do yeah. anything. Yeah. Go Ruthie. I know. What a, like, mature take on the world. And, yeah. <laughs> but that That's what I loved. I was loving all of this up until that fucking conversation with Annie but on the well, stairs. I agree. But the stuff leading up to everything, like, because ultimately what ends up happening is um, Julia's mom calls Annie. Yeah. And cause because okay, spoiler alert, Julia's mom overheard the conversation that Julia was having with Ruthie. Yes. So the whole like lying to my mom thing, like mm-hmm. 
doesn't go by her kind of thing. So she calls Annie and they talk and then Annie confronts, not the right word, but like talks to Ruthie and they have this conversation. Julia doesn't want to be friends with me. It's okay, so I helped her, so what? How is it that your self-esteem is so high that you're not driven to please people? How is it that you don't get hurt when someone doesn't approve of you or want you for a friend? <laughs> you should know, I get it from you. And then, so that's what you're saying, like, then Ruthie goes on to cite things like, you talk shit about Simon, and you didn't care that he wouldn't have friends, and you, you made dad stop helping so-and-so, and you didn't care if that would make you seem jealous. And, yeah, not the best examples. <laughs> not the best examples, like, where you can get great examples of, of Annie is, she confronts someone when they're gossiping. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care if she hurts their feelings. She calls them out on it. Like, that's a good example. And we yeah. saw her do this. Yeah. And we see Annie do go out of her way to help someone. This, all this, well, what, what happens with Simon, you know, again, she, she um, in her mind, she's, she's, she's in the right. Not in the right, but more like, she really meant no harm. Yeah. There I mean, is there is nothing malicious or sad right. or mean. And, or, I, and I don't actually think that, that there's really a line that Annie no. crossed there. No, no, no. I don't think so yeah. either, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, eh, maybe you should kind of think about it. Like your son's privacy is yeah. your son's privacy. That's yeah. what I mean. Um, but my issue is with, uh, what's her name? Serena? Uh-huh. Yeah. That is, that's not her acting out on like actual truth or fact or whatever. This is her jealousy speaking. Okay, so let's talk about this whole storyline. Yeah. Since I feel like we're sort of on the cusp of it anyway. <sighs> okay, big picture, I just want to go on record and say I don't actually think Annie's wrong about Serena, but I won't really believe her until we see the proof that she is so sure is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to say that Yeah. on the big picture scale. Yeah. But now talking about what actually happens in this episode. Um, so Serena, who mm-hmm. we met a couple episodes ago, I Ashley's guess. Ashley's mother, who's Lucy's friend. Correct. The one who's like, Acting like, yeah, like not being really a mother, more mm-hmm. like a friend or whatever to Ashley. Um, who, by the way, the, her trivia on this episode was that her first kept her first kiss was on screen with Mark Paul Gosler on Save by the Bell. What? As if that matters, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, so Serena goes to the church mm-hmm. and seeks out... Um, Eric's counsel. Yeah. To, as she puts it, like, to get help because her daughter, like, wants her to, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then, of course, we see them laughing and giggling and having a great time while he's late, for, like, missing dinner because yeah. of it. And Annie finds out. And when he finally gets home, she's, like, not happy about it a woman yeah a woman you know lucy's friend's mother ashley's mother serena she she promised ashley she'd get some help and and i'm helping her (laughs) 
No, you're not going to help her. Although I have no objections to you getting her some help with someone else. What? Sorry, I'm just not comfortable with that woman being in your office every week for a counseling session. Twice a week. Twice a week with another therapist. Look, I understand if you're upset that I missed dinner. I'm not I... upset that you missed dinner. You miss dinner all the time. I don't miss dinner all the time. Over the years, you've missed dinner many, many times because you were helping someone in need, and I'm used to that. But I'm not used to your missing dinner because you're flirting with some single woman who happens to just drop by your office to have a good time. And I have no intention of getting used to it, so get someone else to help her. Annie, Annie. Come on, what is this about? I have no interest in this woman. But this woman has an interest in you. I, I saw it when you met her. And you never see it. You never see it when a woman is blatantly flirting with you. If you're not comfortable with my helping Serena, I'll find someone else for her. Good. Here, I tend to sign with to side with Eric, mm. where I'm like, oh, yeah, and he's just kind of sort of being crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I understand Annie also, but here though, just in the scene. No, I know, I know. Like no, I guess I can understand her emotions. And her jealousy, I, I can see that. Yeah. But, and her not being comfortable with it, but for her to... But she's not willing to admit that it's jealousy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like, if she could just come to terms with the fact that she's jealous, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. then I think it would go a long way in, like, helping them along. Mm -hmm. In, like, in her and Eric's relationship. But... She just wants to just believe that she's just right about Serena and that it's not coming from a place of jealousy, that it's coming from a place of like, no, I know this woman, she's into you, you're just blind and you don't see it. Yeah. Which kind of paints her in a quote-unquote crazy light. Yeah, I know. Because there's no evidence really and like where is this coming from and all that stuff and like is it prejudice and blah, 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 you mm -hmm. know. But... After sort of, they go the entire episode like in this tense um, situation between the yeah. two of them of like him, like Eric, like not really getting it, and Annie like sticking by her guns that like no, she's into you, and this is not going to happen, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And she finally just like confronts Eric head on, like, listen, I know I've been jealous in the past. Mm -hmm. and I know that I can trust you and I know that I love you and everything's cool mm -hmm. between us but there are some women who want to test that commitment or who don't care about it they want more than counseling they want physical contact and I think Serena is one of those women I don't care if you think I'm jealous I don't care if you think I'm misjudging her, and I don't care if she thinks I'm jealous or misjudging her. I know I'm not wrong. So, go ahead and help her, because I trust you, and you want to help her, and Lucy wants you to help her. I referred her to someone else. I mean, she doesn't want to go. It's up to her. I don't have to help her. No, I really think you do. All I want to know is when she makes her move. 
And then I want an apology from you for not trusting me. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm like, okay, Annie, bold statement. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I want to see how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. And it does even end, like, at the end of this episode, or near the end of this episode, Eric says that rather than help her one-on-one, he's going to help her in, like, a group session setting. Yeah. And to that, Annie's like, that's naive, but good luck. You yeah. know? Like, whatever. So we'll see. I mean, I hope that they play this out. Yeah. And we do get to see some sort of resolution one way or the other to this whole Serena situation. Because mm-hmm. to just leave it here it, what was the point? is a disservice yeah. to everybody. Yeah. yeah. What was the point in having any of these conversations? Yeah. 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 It's, I don't know. I just had a lot of issues with this. I did too. It was, it was an unseemly char- uh, character on, mm-hmm. or, you know, color to Annie's character, I should say. Yeah. It didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I mean, and I don't remember now, but, like, I don't, I feel like we've never really seen jealousy like this from her. hmm Because she's always been so secure in her relationship with Eric. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about Serena that's got all the alarm bells going off for her. Yeah. Other than the fact that she clearly just doesn't respect her as a mother, as we saw a couple episodes ago. I know. But that has nothing to do with her as a person, you know? So, And Serena does call her out on it. She shows up at her doorstep. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, she shows up saying, you know, he was okay with all this counseling and stuff, and, um, and like, he's not going to charge me. I was psyched. And then... And then um, he comes home, and then it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. I know you don't like me. Yes, I know I am a flirt. Like, she owns up to it. Like, she owns up to that. She really does. Yeah. Which point to Serena there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, Annie does close the door. <laughs> Very unceremoniously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess this is one of those storylines where it's like, it will remain to be seen mm-hmm. what comes next. Or if in the next episode nothing happens. <laughs> um, okay. Let's so, talk about Matt. Oh, right. Okay, let's get right into it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, John, and Robbie. And Cheryl. <laughs> yes, and Cheryl. So Matt and Cheryl mm-hmm. are like into each other. Yeah, they're actually calling each other. He wants privacy to talk to her. Yeah, but Cheryl has made it clear to Matt that she won't go out with him until Robbie is aware of the situation Yeah, and the air is cleared there. Yeah. Right, so she makes it clear and then Eric's like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. But spoiler alert, never ends up telling him no. the entire episode. And and Cheryl's right to call him out on it like you're a procrastinator. Yeah. And she says, you're fine, you're sexy, you're blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, she calls him sexy, which is hilarious. Because like, he's so not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's so not anymore. But yeah. Um, yeah, and basically calls her a procrastinator, so... I mean, she calls him that. Yeah, which he is, but not only is he a procrastinator, he's kind of like a chicken shit. Yeah. Really. I I, I know I have somewhere in my notes, coward. Yeah, for sure, because, like, 
he has so many opportunities and there's so many moments when he's alone with Robbie and they're even talking about like girls and shit Yeah. where all he has to do is go like, hey, by the way, I'm like, I have a date with Cheryl. Like you don't even have to say like you're into her, you really like her, none of that. All you have to do is like, I have a date with Cheryl and he can't even do that. No, I know. Um, wait a minute. When did they... Do they kiss in this episode? Yes. Okay. Oh my god, it's the hottest one of ever. Because they have their date, and then and then they have this little banter about, like, oh, you know, it, like, I want to kiss you or whatever. And she's like, well, it is our second date. Mm-hmm. Well, but now I'm thinking about it, and now I'm conscious, so I don't want to do it. And yeah. she, like, goes up the stairs, and he, like, pulls her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. It's always cute when it's the guy just, just like, pulls you back. It's just like he did in that prom episode, like, yes. five years ago. <laughs> I know. Dude, I had the exact same oh, image in my head. Oh, my God. Like, because she's, she's, like, halfway up the stairs, and all of a sudden there's, like, tension on her arm, you can yeah. tell, and she's, like, there, and they're making out. Mm-hmm. Although... It's weirdly, like, not fun to see them kissing. Like, is that weird? I don't know. It's, I, I got the same gross feeling watching them kiss as I did as I do watching Annie and Eric kiss. Oh. <laughs> That's not good. Because it just felt a little weird in the choreography of it all. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel very natural. I guess. But it's cute. It's still cute. Like, yeah. they're clearly into each other. Mm-hmm. And all he has to do is fucking tell Robbie. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand why he doesn't just come out and tell her. There's something about Matt that really annoys me in this episode. I mean, other than him not owning up to, yes, I'm taking Cheryl out. um, You know, the excuses. I think that's what bothers me. The excuses that he makes in as he's trying to tell Robbie or not tell Robbie. And when he shows up at the door with, candies and flour or whatever yeah and he goes look say i'm treating you well like <laughs> motherfucker that's th- don't bring up that excuse you don't get a you know like you're doing the right things because this is what is expected yeah like look 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 what i'm doing uh okay and what do you deserve <laughs> for that <laughs> yeah no it's... you want to do that and but okay so then so then on the flip side though what about cheryl because Cheryl made it clear that she would not date him until he told Robbie. Yeah. And then kind of backtracked on it when Matt was able to explain away that, like, well, I'm pretty sure he already knows, and it's a guy thing, and guys just don't want to talk about that stuff, and, like, who cares? All of this bothers and she, me. And she says, like, well, what if we ran into him tonight? And Matt's like, well, the Robbie I know would just turn the other way. Like, would he, would though? He? Would he? Yeah. No. Which, and like, and so this is what I love though. So at the end of the episode, when the shit hits the fan at the hospital, which we'll talk a little bit more about in detail, but just to get there now, like at the hospital, when Robbie's like, I'm not an idiot, you know? Yeah. Like that moment I feel like is Robbie fuck youing Matt. Like you're going to have a problem with me now when yeah. I've been so cool with your bullshit this whole time and I yeah. haven't talked about it or said anything or caused any problems. Like, that's Robbie having the upper level, like, mm-hmm. the upper hand there for sure. I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about what Robbie's up to this episode, I guess, <laughs> since we're there. He's so innocent, though. 
Yeah, it's also just so stupid I and know. unnecessary and bullshit. Yeah. And really only serves to paint Matt into a shitty light. Yeah. Because it really just leaves Matt as the bad guy. Not only did he not tell Cheryl about... I mean, Robbie. Robbie about Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to have a shit fit because Robbie was studying with Heather and brought her to the hospital when she got really sick. Yeah. Fuck you, Matt. What do you... Fuck you. It's... It's innocent. It's so innocent. Exactly. Like, who gives a shit? And what are you... What are you heartbroken or pissed about? Yeah. I almost married her. You should have told me that you were gonna study with her. Who gives a shit? I'm only studying with her and she has a boyfriend. Yeah, and it's... And, and mind you, you didn't even tell Robbie that you were dating his ex. Yeah. <laughs> you... That... Like, you, you should... You have no ground to stand on here, No, he should have been like, oh, okay... Uh, I have something to tell you, too. That would have been fine. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that was like, your last good chance right there, Matt. That was your good chance right there. And then he shot it to hell. And he just goes, like, I'm leaving and leaves. Um, Can we just talk about John and Priscilla? Oh, how they don't keep secrets from each other? That, that really annoys me. It really annoyed me, too. Because I'm like, um, no, dude. If, if I'm Priscilla's friend... And I'm telling her something. I want Priscilla to keep it to herself, not to go tell her husband. Yeah. Although, and and I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. I'm not siding one way or the other. But, like, to play devil's advocate, like, I feel like it's kind of maybe assumed that when someone's in a couple, like, the couple knows everything, you know? I, I guess, but I, I just don't like it because I don't... Yeah, it's sad, for sure. Especially yeah. because cause it's not like... Matt and John haven't been friends forever before Priscilla came into the picture. You know what I mean? Like, they've known each other forever. Their history goes way deeper than Priscilla's does. So, like, for John to be like, oh, no, I tell her everything and I can't keep a secret of yours at all Like, is hurtful a little bit. Yeah, no, um, but this is my secret. You can tell her everything about yourself. That's, yeah, and not about me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just sad I think from Matt, like for Matt, to realize like, oh, now my friend is in a couple and like our friendship has changed because of it, you know? I don't know. I just, I've never liked that stuff. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. I told you something. If I wanted to tell Priscilla, I would have her here at this table. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you because I want to tell you and only you. And I also think too that there's a little bit of like double standard thing in general, not just not uh, none of the storyline per se, but like in general, I think there's a bit of a double standard. Like I think with among women, mm-hmm. the expectation would be that Priscilla would keep the secret and not tell John. Yeah. But I think that the expectation is that John would tell Priscilla because he can't keep a secret from her, mm. which is not fair. For yeah. either party, but especially for John with his male friendships. Like, I, for better or for worse, I think there is that double standard there. Mm. Weird. But I don't know. Men have had everything for centuries, so you know what? Fuck you, men. <laughs> <laughs> men have had everything. Oh, hashtag feminism. Mm. Um, okay, so, yeah. First of all, though, I mean, not first of all, but, like, third of all or whatever the fuck what the fuck is happening with heather's hair can we just take a second oh because it was braid and talk it, it about should, yeah. the ridiculous braid she's got going on another thing 
You have the flu. I've never looked that good when I have the oh flu. Oh my god. Her fucking hair is styled and she has the flu. And she invited someone over to study. And she has makeup on. Yeah. I've never like, looked that good with the flu. Also, I love how, like, why do we even care? Like, honestly, like, why even introduce Heather at all into this episode? It makes no sense. I see, at all. I don't get it. Other than just the, like, I guess to draw that parallel line of, like, well, Robbie's doing it, so is Matt, that whole bullshit. Although we've even talked, we've already talked about how, like, it's not the same. Matt's the dickhead in this situation. Yeah. Robbie did nothing really wrong. I mean, I guess he could have said something, but, like, whatever. Robbie didn't say anything because Matt didn't say anything, and Robbie knew Matt didn't say anything because Robbie knew Matt was seeing Cheryl this whole time. Let's be real. But... When I saw him walking, when I, when you see Matt walking away with this look on his face, I don't know if he's angry or taken uh, aback. I have no idea. I honestly wasn't even paying attention because at that point I was like, well, the episode's over. Who yeah. cares? No, but I'm like, you're, oh, you're seriously walking away? Yeah. You're walking away? I gotta pissed? go. I gotta go. Ugh. No one betrayed you here. Yeah. No one. Legit nobody betrayed you. Yeah, it's mm. it's not cool. Not cool, Matt. Nope, not cool. You know what else is not cool? I hadn't. I we, we didn't talk about it. Um, actually, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Matt sucks. Um, Ricky's great. Simon's owning his virgin status. Uh huh. I feel like that's it. Yeah. What's happening with Lucy in this episode? She was just trying to understand what's going on, um, like, between her parents plus Serena and Ashley. Oh, yeah. And, like, she and Annie have that moment where Annie's like, or, well, where Lucy's like, I don't know what's going on with you and dad, but, like, I would hope that you could talk to me, like, forgetting that I'm your daughter, like, hope that you could talk to me as a friend, as a woman, like, what's mm-hmm. going on? And Annie doesn't talk to her. Yeah. And then at the end, Annie and Lucy have that moment of like, like when you're older, mm-hmm. we'll be able to talk as friends. But yeah. Like we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Which I did actually appreciate that because I was because it reminded like it made me think about my own relationship with like my mom or mm-hmm. whatever. And although I think we've said it before on the or I've said it before on the podcast, like she's always my mom has always walked that line Mm -hmm. pretty well of like when she's my mom and when she's like more of a friend or whatever but like definitely as I've gotten older especially like once I hit like my mid-20s or whatever like and I no longer needed her on that Mm -hmm. visceral level of like you're my mom I I need your advice or your help or whatever like once once that transitioned into more of like yeah you're my mom (laughs) like yeah we could have more conversations like that. We could have more, like, friend-level conversations. Yeah. And so I appreciated, like, Annie and Lucy are just not there yet. You yeah. know, she's only 18. Mm-hmm. And she's not out the house yet. And yeah. it's a whole thing and whatever. So, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's yeah, it you're right. Lucy. There's only nothing else going on with Lucy in this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well. I mean, I feel like we did it. Do you have any other observations? No. Oh, I do want to just play this one clip where um, Ruthie and Simon are in the kitchen with Matt. And they asked him a question or something. 
And, well, this is what happens. You know, why is such a, a terrible question, really? I mean, every time you ask why, a because follows. And every time you say because, another why is asked. I mean, so profound. But this episode should have been called Why. <laughs> should have been titled Why. Thank you. Because this happens throughout the entire episode. It happens with, with, with Baby Nemo. Yes. Talking to Robbie. It happens over and over again. With everyone. With everyone. It happens. Why? 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 I just mentioned, I just realized I mentioned Baby Nemo, and that was the previous episode, and I'm sorry for bringing that back. Well, it, whatever. It did happen. It but, did happen. <laughs> But again... Check the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this why and because happens over and over again with Matt and John, with Robbie mm -hmm. and Matt. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it happens between uh, Ruthie and Simon yes. directly after this scene yes, as well. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. To your point, why would have been a great title for this episode. Thank you. Way better than Virgin. Mm -hmm. Who even gives a shit? 18 minutes and 28 seconds, you bastards. I was wait. I mean, I kept waiting for it to come home. Like, maybe it was going to be about Matt's virginity or something. Yeah. And like, no, it's just the sea story of Simon being called a virgin. No one gives a shit. Exactly. It ends up working in his favor anyway. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Be proud to be a virgin. Let's rate it. Okay. Three. <laughs> wow. That is harsh. Yeah. Um... So I didn't, I forgot to pre-rate this episode, so I'm rating it right now in the moment. Um, I feel like it's a four for mm -hmm. me. Okay. And I honestly, like, I don't know. I guess like, it's, it's definitely worse than a middle of the road, so it's like it's not a five. Yeah. But honestly, between one and four, it could be any one of those scores. Yeah. Like, I don't even know, but like, I'm just going to go four because maybe I didn't hate it all yeah. that much. And, like, there was that moment with Matt and Cheryl and whatever, and, like, I don't hate that. So, I guess four. Okay. We did it. We did it. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. As a reminder, we will read any five-star review from iTunes on the air. Also, we are gearing up to do our finale episode. So... Send us your questions, your thoughts, your comments. I'm looking at you, Bruce. You know. Um, <laughs> um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. You can send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And until next time, where we cover 520. Mm. Bye. See ya. <laughs>